Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to the Fever Pitch Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian. I'm Dan. We got a guest here today, Zay. Yo. All right, we saw a lot happen in the football world this week, but first, let's talk about some college football. Oregon versus Colorado. Talk to me, Dan. Well, um, going into this matchup, uh, Oregon had won 10 or nine of the last 10. And both of these teams were undefeated. Oregon was ranked number 10 in the nation with uh, Colorado coming in ranked number 19. And let's just say um, they got handled, to say the least. Uh, Coach Pronger called it a good old-fashioned butt opening. And, yeah, the Buffalo took a massive L. They were blown out 42-6. to Um Bo Nix, I believe, came oh, from uh, Auburn, and he's a fifth-year senior. He he did his thing. He had three touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, threw for 276 yards. And, and the Warrior offense was just handling the Buffalo's defense kind of from jump. So it definitely was a, a one-sided game through and through. Uh, Travis Hunter, two-way player for the Buffaloes, he did not play. Uh, he was out with an injury, and it's looking like um, a paying point for the for the Buffalo's defense is definitely that D line because they gave up uh, over two hundred two hundred yards on the ground. So yeah, it was a few other cons- factors to consider. But overall, uh, the better team won in this uh, in this college football matchup. Yeah, I think you described it perfectly. The better team won. And I think this isn't really a a knock on Colorado. They're already doing something that wasn't expected of them. They started out 3-0, already beating TCU to start out with, who was ranked in the AP top 25 to begin the start of the college football season. So making it this far 3-0 is a feat in itself. For, Uh, For sure. What uh, Deion Sanders, uh, Coach Prime, he just started being the coach this year. So to start off this this way, when his ultimate goal is to build up the program, is great, and it's better for them to have a loss like this early than two, three years down the line when they're trying to make a run at things. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, to quote, to quote, uh, Coach Prime, he just after the loss, he went on and said, I believe, to the something to the note of just a good old fashioned ball opening. And you know, every every player has its um, <clears throat> every player has its every team has its uh, defining L's and defining W's, and this is said to say a defining L for Colorado. Mm. So what do you think about the narrative that was being built up throughout this week that, oh, the Oregon Oregon's head coach was essentially saying that Colorado was just flash and things of that nature while they were focused on wins, while uh, Colorado was focused on clicks? Um, well, it's all opinion at the end of the day. And, you know, people tend to receive change in a way that's either positive or negative. And that everybody has the most positive reception to the change, the change that Coach Prime is is exhibiting, and you're seeing that in real time. Despite that, um, I would say that they're focused on just building a new culture in Boulder, and I'm just looking forward to seeing how far that culture uh pro- progresses. That's true. I like to yeah, I like to focus on the positive and not the negative. Yeah. Um, this upcoming week they are playing USC. Another 70 piece. <laughs> you think you think it's gonna be 70? Probably. They don't, uh, they don't have the D line or O line to compete with the big schools like that, bro. Yeah, that's a fair that's a fair take. I think the I think Colorado's coaching staff has enough pride to keep it within their arm's reach. Uh, prior to the Oregon game, I thought it would be, you know, within like 10 to 14. I think if, now I'm thinking it'll probably be within 14 to 21, but I think they'll be able to keep 
you know, they kept Oregon under 50. I think they can do the same. But, yeah, I'm picking USC in that matchup. I think. I, I would also say, you know, it's a it's – a, I was talking to Brian about this earlier. This could be a trap game because, you know, uh, Colorado took that massive L on the road. They get to come back home and play USC. It could easily be a trap game. I doubt it, but I wouldn't rule them out all the way. What do you mean by a trap game? So, just to give you a highlight of what's to come, for example, the Cowboys played the Cardinals on Sunday. And going into that matchup, it was almost quite a skip. I'm pretty sure the entire world had Dallas beating Arizona. And Arizona caught them off guard and, and they were taking the W. So, Essentially, you know, they call it they call it a trap game because you think it's a walk in the park, and then and you end up taking that L. So this could be one of those things for USC, assuming Colorado can bounce back from this L they took um against uh Oregon. I'm all for the upset. Uh, I in fact support it. I want to see Colorado beat USC because I just think that's a better story and narrative ultimately. Good thing football's not about stories. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna. They're gonna get like. I think the spread would be minus like twenty one. They lose by at least twenty one. We'll see. We'll see. It's on Saturday, so we will definitely have to see. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, but to pivot a little bit, um, outside of the injuries and everything happening, things also going on in the. College football world, our Heisman hype is dying down. Talk to me, Dan. Yeah, um, you know, I would say it's fickle. It's a very fluctuating market going into uh, going into last week. And I'm pretty sure Shadour was uh, was amongst. He was definitely on Heisman watch to say the least. And even though I don't think that has changed, it's definitely been a shift in the so called rankings. Um, you know, Bo Nix. He's a for like a but it was a season bet. He's a fifth year senior out of Auburn. And I think he's trying to make a running for the Heisman as well. I think I I think Caleb Williams is a lock personally, but I still think, you know, all these QBs and skill position players are de- are definitely trying to uh throw their hat in the race. But then like some Michael Penix, Bo Nix, uh Joe Milton, etc. So it's just something to keep an keep an eye out for as we, uh, you know, progress through the college football season. Definitely, for sure, one hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Um. So then, to pivot a little bit from that, um. Talk to me about what's happening with uh, the Shenandoah safety. Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Haley Van Voorhees uh, is a woman who played in a college football game. She's a junior who was playing, I think, either safety or DB, or the, yeah, safety for the Shenandoah Hornets uh, Division Three football program. And this is the first female non-kicker to appear in the college football game. She recorded a QB hurry, but um, no other stats per my research. But I think it's dope to seeing women getting the opportunity to get, that, get out there on the field. I don't think that this will become commonplace, but I think it was just dope to, to see that coverage, no pun intended. Nah, I couldn't agree more. You know, it would be it would be awesome to see uh something like this happening in uh division one uh football. Yeah, I mean I think you no know, the risk is different for men versus women. So I'm sure there's different liabilities at stake, but you know, assuming maybe I, I know in times past I think there was a woman that played a kicker or punting her or something a few years ago. So, you know, maybe some type of incorporation going forward. That may be something to keep an eye out on. But um yeah, this is you can never you can never shy away from making history or in this case history. So you know, salute to the Shenandoah Shenandoah, Shenandoah Hornets and 
all the other football programs that are trying to include others. Absolutely, absolutely. What do you what do you think about it, Zay? I think it's dope. I think it's something we should, uh I think it's not something that we should expect to see, you know, as the years go by, you know. I think it's awesome that uh they just get an opportunity to go out there and play football. Yeah. Well said, well said. All right, let's talk the NFL. A lot has happened in this week, but I think should we get right to it, Dan? Yeah, go for it. Um, can you talk to me about a Colts beating a Ravens show? Let's let's talk about a a very special, uh, a, a very a very special player by the name of uh, Joshua Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs. Um, yeah. So Josh Dobbs is a QB from I believe the University of Tennessee. He's a really smart guy. I think he had like a four point zero in college. That's him. But currently, he, he is the uh, quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, and he went uh, he went in on uh, this past Sunday in a matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, and I definitely had Dallas winning that game going in, and they took it out. They took it out to Josh Dobbs. I'll repeat that. <clears throat> they took an L to Josh Dobbs. Um. He's been a Cardinal for about a month, and I guess that's enough time to beat Dak Prescott. So shout out to the shout out to the Cardinals there. You know, I'm not a Cowboys fan, so I'll kick it to the Cowboys fan to provide some insight. Zay, can you tell? Can you talk to me about what happened here? Yeah, one second. I'm even get the stats out. For sure, for sure. One second. Okay, y'all play. Y'all both play football before, right? Briefly, I want, you to, I want I want y'all to listen to how Dan said to beat Dak Prescott. When you rush for two hundred twenty-two yards, who are you really beating? The QB or the defense? I say you beat the defense. All right, cool. There we go. That's all I need to say. That's all I need to say. That's all I need to say. Wait, I'm confused. I'm confused. You're, you're not going to defend your team. That's all I need to say. You know, we had a but, bag. The Giants, even Giants get slayed, bro. Even Giants, uh, I see what you did there. Even Giants. <laughs> Sometime, bro. That was a nice little pun there. I like that. But but the thing is, they, um, the Arizona Cardinals are were believed to be a bottom barrel team. And <clears throat> especially when their quarterback has been the QB1 for as long as I've been a podcaster, I'm very interested as to why the Cowboys took this L. Can you highlight any key points? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, defense. Defense wasn't there. We just lost our best player, Tory Seattle, for the season. So morale's down. Morale's down for three three of our um starting the um offenses. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You saying Trayvon Diggs is your best player? He's one of our best players on defense. My, Micah Parsons is your best defensive player. I said one of our best players. No, you said best. I mean, when you go to the Pro Bowl, aren't you good? When you have when you lead the league in picks, aren't you good? You're a Ravens fan. You want to know nothing about that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Josh Dobbs. <laughs> go ahead, Zay. Go ahead, Zay. Yeah, so it was just like Dak had enough time back there. Tyron Smith was out. Zach Martin was out. You don't have enough time. Two of our offensive linemen was that first time playing NFL. Just a bad game. We get we get in the red zone five times. Come away with six points. We just got to score. We got to score. The game's supposed to be like forty to something. Wait, but, you said you got in the red zone six times and got six points. You just. Just kick field goals. I guess it was like 12 points. So, so is it really on the defense or is it on Dak? I mean, if you watch the game, you see the coverage. It was all covered. Everything was covered. So it wasn't really on Dak. You know, the casual. Don't blame it on Dak. I guess you hate people. <laughs> the casual. The casual. It wasn't really Dak's fault. We just, the plays wasn't there. We did the option. They were biting on the option. You know, play action. It was biting on the play action. It was getting real predictable. So I think it's just, uh, what's his name? Mike McCarthy's got goal. Get in his bag and do some, you know, red zone offense. I don't know. Take some plays from the from the fucking Miami Dolphins because they're tough in the red zone. Uh, well, well, we'll talk about the Dolphins soon. But we're here to talk about the 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 one the Lone Star Dallas yeah. uh, Cowboys. We just got we just got we just got to make the plays in the red zone. Score. We got to come away with touchdowns in the red zone instead of field goals. Dan, Dan, what was the spread on this game? Uh, it's minus seven point five. Is that true? Yes, it is. Why does he cite my sources? 
Yeah. I, I think y'all were like a minus 10 when I was looking. I could be wrong, but um, either way, I'm pretty sure y'all were heavy favorites going into this. And um, going into this game as well, Josh Dobbs had no wins. And he got his first win against the Cowboys. Not, let's not make it seem like the Cardinals were just out there slouching because they did score 20 on each opponent before half and just lost it during half, you know. I will also <laughs> add that the Cardinals do have the Cowboys number. And that being since what what was the year, Dan? I think 2008. Eight? Uh, eight. Yeah, I'll look, but go ahead. Since 2008. And this is a cold fact. The Cowboys have only beat the Cardinals once. Hey, man, even John got to get slayed, man. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, you know, always next week, we'll bounce back and take it one, take it one week at a time. I think this is this isn't the, the typical Cowboys cycle. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I, I saw I saw this. I saw this post online. You start out the season, you beat some bad teams. Everybody gets hyped up. Think y'all going to the Super Bowl, things of that nature. And, hey, I might be wrong. You know what I'm saying? This is just what I've observed. And then you catch an egregious loss to a team you had no business losing to at all. Zero percent. Because if y'all are hanging – what, 40 on the Giants, and the Giants are beating the Cardinals, then y'all should beat the Cardinals. You know, you play football, right? You know that's not how that works, right? Um, anything, what's well, that, what's that, what's that it, anything can happen on any given Sunday. In my, in, in my well, I haven't played football since high school. You know, I'll just But you play football. <laughs> in my experience, any team that My team was considered better than we beat, you know. Oh, that's 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 start. <laughs> what was the spread then against the Colts? I think it was like plus fourteen, minus fourteen, or something like. That. Well, well, well. Before you I get overtime with the Colts and you lose to a backup. Before before I get there, just just for just for fact's sake, uh, the spread for the Cowboys Cardinals game was minus thirteen. Oh my! And, what was the spread for the Ravens game? We're uh, talking about the uh, Cowboys. See. We'll 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 get to the Ravens in a second. Since since from the topic of birds, y'all were the Ravens were seven and a half point. You know my touchdown. Hey man. So, I mean, there are, there were a few upsets. You know, um, Think. some highs, some lows, but you know, history was made. But we can get to that in a second. Brian, you were talking about something? Yes. Oh, the last thing that I want to highlight is, you know, I know the Cowboys get all this hype, but ultimately, y'all got a great defense, and you guys have an all right offense. But the key thing in all of these situations is, you talked about the red zone. If Dak is not able to produce in key moments, you guys are gonna keep bouncing out. This is what this is what you, you always ain't watch the game. How many people are on the field? Listen, how many people who, on offense, Brian? How many people on offense? Tell me. Who, who's throwing the football? Yeah, the QB. All right. If this was I'll like if my I case. Just the audience, the plays that was running the end zone, everyone was blanketed. There's no option. Everyone so, was blanketed. So is it your coach's fault? It's just the plays. They played a good defense. They had the defense's game, they played it well. So, so you're saying there's, I will say there's no to, possible way for will, you guys to win this game. I will say to interject, John, I will say to interject, uh, Jonathan Gannon was the defensive coordinator for Phil U last year. And you know, the Eagles defense was pretty was pretty legit last year. So I'm sure there was some influence in that in the way the Cardinals play defense now. As you can see by the way they played three NFC East opponents and they've all been competitive games. So it's it, you could that's something to consider, you know, just being objective here. That's fair. You know what I'm saying, bro? But you know, take one week at a time. We're gonna bounce back this week against the Patriots, take one week at a time, not overlook anyone. Yeah, oh, you guys are playing the Patriots this week? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
schedule. Oh, wait, so you and Ezekiel Elliott revenge game? I think I will. He's just coming back to Dallas. <laughs> so, uh, uh, okay. hey, hey. I think I will lose that. I think we lose? Yeah. I'm saying lock that joint in for Zeke rushing for over 120. Go ahead, lock that in. We're not the Ravens. We don't let you know. <laughs> The Ravens. Can you tell me more about the Ravens? Y'all been talking about the Ravens a lot. I went, What's going on here? Yeah, so unfortunately this past week, you know, with the most injuries in the NFL, um, we, we have our starting center out, uh, Tyler Linderbaum. We got receivers out. We've, we've had, what, now three running backs go down as well. So we really need to figure out what we're doing in the preseason with strength and conditioning. But ultimately – the Ravens did lose this week. The score was, I believe, 23, I think. Let me see. Final score was um 22-19. Y'all lost in overtime. Yeah, we lost in overtime by a field goal. Lost in overtime. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but, you know, we'll bounce back. Are you, are you sure y'all win these legs four games? Next four, you said? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Next four, yeah. I don't even believe that, bro. I don't even uh, think you Browns dub, Steelers dub, L L Lions dub, dub, L? Lions dub. You L? Said, you think you beat the Lions? Y'all couldn't beat the Colts. You think you beat the Lions? Uh oh. Yes. I mean, you couldn't beat the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> it's different, yo. <laughs> what do you mean? Actually, play good football. Y'all have yet to play a good game of football. That was a good game of football. I'm not gonna lie, the Damn. Ravens have have been looking. Y'all have yet to play a good game of football. People be like, "Wow, they're nice." No one has ever said that this year. Hey, a win is a win. Stuff. Y'all look every game. At the end of the day, we have the same record. So what yeah. are we talking about? This is a fact. Next week, to next week. Um, yeah. on the weekly injury report for the Ravens, the following people were ruled as out: Odell Beckham Jr. Out, Justice Hill out, Marlon Humphrey out, Tyler Linderbaum out, Odafe away out, Ronnie Stanley out, Marcus Williams out. Uh, I'm not sure Jadavion Clowney played, but he was on the injury report. So that is one, two, three, three to four starters on defense and your center. And Ronnie Stanley out. And oh, and the offensive tackle were out. So, and, yes. JK, and J.K. Dobbins. Well, that was already known. I'll so my you. point is, uh, yes, injuries happen, but expectations shouldn't, shouldn't waver so significantly That's because true. at the end of the day, y'all were playing Gardner Minshew and Zach Moss. Yeah, be that as it may, right? I'm still a believer in us for this season. I think ultimately the key thing here was the the main pain point is our our center being out, right? And because of that, a lot of the snaps were shaky and stuff. And I don't fault, fault the new guy coming in, right? But ultimately, that plus a rainy game, it just wasn't a good look for us. Well. But, you know, I would rather us take a loss by three points right now so that we can course correct and uh, take the lesson here in week three than us to lose an important game down the stretch. Well, to be objective, you could say the same thing about Dallas. Because at the end of the day, both you guys are two and one. So that's true. It is what it is. But moving right along. Um I went nope. to high oh well before we get there. Um Josh Howard put his foot in the commanders. And that's all I had to say. There's not too much that needs to be said. Sam Howell looked like a rookie out there. And that that the, the Bills Devon had their way. So hopefully, you know, the there can be some improvements made to the commanders all line, but currently that is that's where things are. Okay. I mean I didn't watch that game, but there wasn't there wasn't much to watch. <laughs> Uh, said how about like a child out there? 
But though though you guys did lose, you know, you guys did start two and one. And I think that you guys will still be competitive this season. Uh, uh, against the Eagles, probably not. But Bears, Falcons, you guys should be all right. Jalen Hurts lost to Taylor, to Taylor Heineke, so anything can happen. But any, but that's neither here or there. You were you were talking about um, was it the Dolphins? Yes. Well, likely Daniel is a former uh, Washington Commanders like quality control coach or something. So shout out to him. You know, you see impact influence. Um, apparently, if I'm not mistaken, they scored uh seventy points. Yep. Oh. 70 to 70. 20. They could have broke the record, but you know, they showed mercy for sure. They so they scored. This is in one game, one four quarter football game in the National Football League. The Miami Dolphins scored 70 points. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, huh. Please tell me more. Score 70 points, bro. Made the Broncos, Broncos country. Let's ride. They some trash. <laughs> they need to sell the team, yo. They need to sell the team because it's getting real bad out there for them. I was listening um, to the first take. I think I think uh Stephen A hit on it perfectly. The main issue with them is not it's not the owners. The owners have invested into this team. They've gotten what they thought was a great coach. Um, in a what Sean Payton, right? Yes, and they've gotten a great what they thought was a great QB in Russell Wilson, and it just seems things are not clicking right now for them. I don't know what huh. the issue is, whether it's the schemes that they're running, the plays, but things are not clicking over there in Denver. It's just been a bad week for for Denver. Well, for Colorado as a state for football. It does appear that way. Yeah. They as we got, what, 70 plus 42, 112 points hung on them. Yeah, uh, you know, by, 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 by Pendaz, I suppose. But um, <laughs> but looking at the, the, the uh, Miami Dolphins, uh, Mike McDaniel, he was a, he's a well-traveled uh, football mind. He... Began his football career post post the uh, post college after after playing college football at Yale. He was a wide receiver, and he was hired by the Denver Broncos <laughs> as an intern in two thousand five. Um, so it was definitely a homecoming. You know, he was born in Colorado, so went to high school in Colorado, so it was a homecoming for him. And he definitely showed out uh and put up a Sony ball on the uh on the Denver Broncos. The Miami Dolphins had a record seven hundred and twenty-six yards of offense in that one game. And then we haven't seen a mark like that hit since the fifties. Who do you think is part of MVP right now? It's looking like Tua. If he keeps this up, well, if you if you take what he did last year in, in that small sample size and take what he's done now, you could just you it's it's hard to not expect a continuation as such. And if he and he if he keeps this up, oh boy, oh boy, be on the lookout. Yeah, definitely, I would say Tua, but also I'm essentially just looking at. A lot of the undefeated teams here, right? You got outside of Tua, you also have um with the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. Um, I know Josh Allen is still pretty up there, even though not undefeated. They're not he's not undefeated, but I know from what I've seen in terms of the MVP race, he's still pretty up there as well. So is uh Patrick Mahomes. Um yeah, those and, uh, are the four. I've at, been at, after after these three games, I think I think two was uh, it's not a lot because it's still early, but I think he he's definitely a couple steps ahead of the field. I think he's the in my opinion. 
Say again. He's the clear front runner for absolutely. Um, wait, but the what Dolphins about the offense? Okay, go ahead. But what about Tyreek Hill? Yes, so that's something that that should also be considered. Um, historically, uh, the MVP has been a quarterback award, but I definitely believe that Tyreek Hill should definitely be in those conversations, if not at least for offensive player of the year. I feel like those award distinctions are often very much um, muddy. I feel like there's so much overlap in the candidates. It's like one should win the other. If they, if they can't get A, they'll get B. But yeah, uh, Tyreek Hill set, set his mind, set his heart on getting 2,000 receiving yards this season. And the way he's looking, he might do, he might do just that. And if so, you, you would have to consider him for the MVP at that point. That's true. I mean, it's definitely possible. I mean, the last one was Adrian Peterson in 2012, but yes, yes, and he had about 2,000 rushing yards that year. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yep, coming coming off a torn ACL at that. So yeah, it's definitely something that can be done. Um, but you mentioned Adrian Peterson. The Dolphins' run game put up 350 yards and five touchdowns. Shout out Devin A Chain. Devon A Chain, Raheem Mostert combined for two A five and five TDs. Um even even Chris Brooks had him in a nice little game, sixty-six rushing yards. It was yeah, the Broncos defense just got handled to oblivion. They were doing shovel passes and whatnot. Yeah, they were they were playing man on rookie mode and we saw that on full on full display. They got blown up by 50 in a professional football game. Yeah. I think the Broncos are cooked, unfortunately. Yeah, that's not weird. They're cooked. They're they're cooked. They're cooked. Unfortunately. Um, Again, I think the Chiefs have easily secured the AFC West. I know it's early, but I'm just looking at the field, and the field doesn't look promising. So, but... As we're talking about the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, um, in his most recent display against the uh, Green Bay Packers, was it? No, they played. Um, who did the Chiefs play? Pardon me. The Chiefs played. Where'd it go? Bears, bro. The Bears. Yeah, you know, NFC North. Uh, they hung up forty-one on the Bears, and when that game started, it was looking like they were gonna get seventy on their own. Um. Fortunately, uh, they didn't for the Bears' sake, but it was looking ugly. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had 272 yards and three TDs. He's become the fastest quarterback to reach 25,000 career passing yards. It only took him 80, 83 games, so about six, about five years and some change. And um, yeah, it's looking like this was a very big statement win. This is two wins in a row after that after that week on loss. So I would say that Patrick Mahomes should definitely also be in within MVP talks at this point in the season as well. I think the real MVP here is uh Travis Kelsey and uh Taylor Swift. God. How do you figure? How do you figure I, that? I think this this union that appears to be forming between uh Travis Kelsey and uh Taylor Swift uh this is going to have more impact on uh, NFL than anything else that happens this season. I think they're just homies, but um, you know, they're they're dating. Oh well, so look, shout out to D, shout out to shout out to uh TK, you know, you you know something is culturally impactful when. Bill Belichick says, "Yeah, this might be the best catch of Travis Kelsey's life." Well, on the financial side of things, based off of my small, small research, it appears that um, th- this this alleged coupling—I don't know that for a fact—has been a benefit to Travis Kelsey financially already. It appears with. Based off of the small research, his merchandise sales have increased by over 400%. So, whatever gets the job done, salute. 
So more money, more problems, though. That's what Diddy told me. So, you know, it's interesting to see. Travis Kelsey is off a podcast. He has a he has a podcast with the, his brother Jason Kelsey called New Heights. So maybe maybe we have them all sometime. Yeah, and maybe maybe they might have Taylor Swift. Who knows? <laughs> but but guys, like like let's like let's really consider this, right? So Taylor Swift is arguably the biggest star since Michael Jackson. Drake and Beyonce exist, but go on, go ahead. Uh, have you have you heard of the tour numbers for Taylor Swift? Drake and Beyonce. She's exists, doing bil- she's doing billions. Drake and Beyonce exists, but go ahead. No, no, no go bro. Ahead. Ta- Taylor Swift's tour right now is way bigger than Beyonce's. Ah, bro. And I it's still the, it's I, still ongoing. I'm being so serious. I, I played like, the fifth. Here, look. I played. Let me let me. Let me give you some numbers for Taylor Swift's tour. As as my co-host is doing that, I wanted to highlight a few uh, historic marks made in the uh, Ravens-Colts game that we didn't get to tackle before, no pun intended. Um, Matt Gay, the Colts kicker, had four 50-yard field goals made in the one game, which is the first time in, in uh, NFL history. Uh, no, no, your damn stand up. Kyle Hamilton, he had himself a game. Uh, seven tackles, three sacks, two two tackles for loss, and a swat uh passes deflection. He had three sacks in the first half, which is the most by a Ravens DB in team history, and also tied the record for most sacks in the first half. So it's crazy when history gets made, but um, yeah, that is all. So I got the numbers. So we have something for reference. So Beyonce's tour made $461 million. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's tour is set to gross $2.2 billion in North American ticket sales alone. Absolutely. Guys, she has like 20 plus international concerts as well. Okay. Can she, can she run the slant? Can she block? What I'm saying is... <laughs> Can she want to pivot? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> her getting with Travis Kelsey, right? We're about to get a fire album out of Taylor Swift in the near future. They break up. <laughs> so, <laughs> fire album. She's going to be talking about... She's going to be talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. She's going to be... Yo, this is going to bring so, um, a lot of fans to the NFL. I've literally seen posts out there of... People breaking down football for Taylor Swift fans because that's how many people are watching football because of Taylor Swift. She has well, that much impact. Well, 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 Zay. I guess the closest thing I can compare this to is the uh, Joni Rome. I said Joni, Tony Romo, and then uh, Jessica Simpson back in the day. Uh, how do you think? How do you think Jessica Jessica Simpson impacted Tony Romo's play when they were together? That too much distraction. Well. You know, so we have some point of reference here. So hopefully that's not the same for uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, I think um, I think Travis Kelsey will be fine until it starts. Well, I hope it doesn't get rocky. But but uh, Taylor Swift, she has a track record, you know. Speaking of uh, track records, uh, Kirk Cousins still uh, puts up godly numbers and takes L's as he did in this most recent performance. Where he faced off against the the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, um, both cool. of these. Who who said the Los Angeles Chargers? The Minnesota Vikings and the Chargers uh, faced off this past Sunday. Coming into this game, both of these teams had no wins, and uh, the Vikings still had no wins. <laughs> the Vikings, <laughs> the Vikings are owing something. Yes, They're they owing, are. Owing three. Yes, they are. Uh, Kirk Cousins put up some real. Dope numbers, but took an L. Uh, he put up three hundred sixty-seven yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Um, they recently traded for Cameron Akers, who didn't play a snap, so he had no impact on the game today. Uh, this past Sunday, and Justin Jefferson did Justin did Justin Jefferson things seven for one hundred forty-nine at TD. Um, I think Jets should be looking at the open market because. 
I'm sure he wants to stay in Minnesota, but I don't even think he's going to win much. But on the winning side of things, uh, social social media quarterback Justin Herbert, uh, he had himself a pretty good game. I can't lie. 40 for 47 for 405 yards and three TDs. Uh, Keenan Allen uh, was at a buffet because he had 18 catches for 215 yards, and he also had a 49-yard passing touchdown. So he was doing whatever he wanted to the Vikings defense. Uh, also in this game, Mike Williams suffered the torn ACL, but this may open up uh, opportunity for a rookie out of TCU, Quentin Johnston, to take Johnson? out some. Yeah. yeah. He's tough, bro. Yeah. And it may be time for him to get a few more snaps, give him a little more opportunity to show what he, show what he can do in this, in this uh, Chargers offense. Yeah, that's true. Brian, do you have any thoughts? Uh, nothing to add to that. Nothing to add to that for real. Do you think that this Chargers W is going to start off a streak, or do you think this is a flash in the pan? I think that the Chargers are a better team than the record says. Hmm. Definitely. Uh, for, bro, just to give you your passing yards, because he's going to get – he's going to get – 200 minimum every time he's gonna get 200. Minimum. Yeah, seems like empty calories reminds me of Dak Prescott, but anyway, not too much on that. Washington, uh, who is Sam Howe? It's a fifth round quarterback that <laughs> very low ceiling, very high floor. Um, or they say, um, I was watching something. Someone said someone should trade for Kirk Cousins. Well, the Jets, the Jets. People yes, 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 yes. I did hear about that. Uh, the Jets quarterback situation is looking very um, bleak, to say the least. Just to get you all up to speed, but y'all should know this already. Uh, going into last year, Zach Wilson was QB one, and he didn't perform too well. When asked if he let his teammates down, he quickly said no. And unfortunately, that led to a downfall. He was benched for the likes of Mike White and Chris Strever and some others. And, you know, the Jets traded for Aaron Rodgers while Zach Wilson was still QB1 at the time. Uh, Zach Wilson was demoted, to say the least. And upon acquiring A-Rod, he did not play more than a quarter because he told his Achilles on his first possession as a New York Jet. And as a result, Zach Wilson was put back into the fire at QB. He ended up winning that game, but now we're here where it's looking like he's still who we think they who we think he is. And they're looking to consider other QB options. I think they, um, think they saw one like today. I got a um location from ESPN. Yeah, I think they did actually. Let me see. Got his name. He's no no one like you know. Flash. Yeah, he's a body. Oh, Travis Travis Simeon, I believe. Yeah. Uh, former Bronco. He was supposed to be the successor to Peyton Manning, and he ended up being. Now he's a uh, practice squad quarterback for the Jets. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's just there to keep Zach Wilson's Zach Wilson locked in and just you know improving. He's still young. This is only his third year in the league, and this is a former number two overall pick. So I wouldn't say his story is is over just yet, bro. You don't think so? No, I mean, you know, I think you can only get better with more with more reps. So we can just hope and see that he's given more opportunities to improve because he did go number two overall for a for a reason. That is true. That is true. That is true. So, we have a very interesting week of football ahead of us. Not to mention, come October. Well, I guess this upcoming week. We will be seeing some London games. Oh. Don't the Ravens go to London? Yeah, we're going to, I think we're the, the last London game. I think we're the third one. Oh, we're global. The NFL remains global. Who we got? Who we got in this uh, London matchup? Uh, in these Ravens London, Jacks, the Ravens Jacks. Which go ahead, Zay. 
think it's Ravens Jags, right? In London? That might be. I know the Jags are like, that's like their second home. So you might be right. Uh, The first London game is on October 1st. Uh, it's this upcoming Sunday at Wembley Stadium. Yes, the Falcons is. versus the Jags. Oh, yeah. Jags got that one. Yeah. What? Well, huh? Why do I oh, oh, the Jets? The Jets had two London games back to back. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wonder why they, they're staying out there for so long. Yeah. That's like, like I said, that's like the second home. The Khan family, they, they, fan, they fancy London a lot. Oh, so is that, that, that may, yeah. Uh, so, I don't want to butcher his name. Is it Shad or Shahid? I think it's Shad Khan. Um, yeah. Him and his family. Uh, they fancy London a good bit, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure at one, at one point they were considering a move there, and I think it's still on the table to some degree. Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, and then, yeah, so they have those two back-to-back games, uh, second game versus the Bills, and then the third and final one is the Ravens versus the Titans. On October fifteenth, oh, that's a story. That's a story rivalry right there. Oh yeah, yeah. y'all should win. Y'all should win that. I would hope. Oh yeah, we will. No sir. <laughs> uh, speaking of who should win and who shouldn't win, I think this is a good time to talk about our predictions. Last week we didn't talk about the predictions, but I think we should discuss how we've been doing overall. All right, cumulatively. Right, the current standings between us three um, are Dan is at 62.5% correct, Zay is at 47.9% correct, and I am at 64% correct. All right, now I don't consider myself to be somebody who picks them, but hey. Seems like my picks are the lock. So if you guys are looking for something to bet on, this is not gambling. Please advice. not do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is not gambling advice, but hey. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about your, your guys' locks for the week. So first game, we got Lions versus Packers. I'll take, I'll take Green Bay. Taking Green Bay? I'm taking Packers. I'm taking – yo, people – I'm taking Jared. I'm taking Jared. I'm taking golf every day, all day. You taking Jared golf? I'm taking the Packers. I'm taking the Packers on that one. All right, we got Falcons, Jaguars. Falcons, Jags, the Jags are just so disappointing. I just don't trust. <laughs> but I think Travis has bounced back. I think he has to bounce back this week. So mm. what do you I'll take Jags. Take Jags. You take Jags? Okay, yeah, I got Jags as well. Clear. Yo, you don't think that Bijan Robinson will have anything to answer? I'm not sold yet. Mm. Bijan? No, I like Bijan. Bijan definitely scored, but can't not gonna beat win the game. I don't know. No, no. That's fair. That's fair. All right, how about the Rams versus the Colts? I'll take the Rams. Rams. Twice on Sunday. I'll take the Rams as well. All right, Ravens versus Browns. I got the Browns. Bird game. I'm taking the Ravens. Oh, that's an L. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Vikings versus Panthers. Hey, Vikings. I guess. <laughs> I guess I'll take the Vikings. I don't want to, but I guess I will. I think, especially with uh, what the QB got injured, right? Uh, yeah, Bryce Young is potentially yeah, but... not gonna play. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take the the Vikings here, so that they they'll, they'll probably get their first one here. I Bengals versus Titans. I think. Oh, I take. I don't know, bro. Oh. <laughs> I'll take the Titans. I'll take Cincy. I'll take Cincy. Hmm. I'll, I'll take Cincy. It took me. Uh. Yeah. That. Ooh. Yeah. I'll take Cincy. Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna take the Bengals simply because. Ah, nah, actually, no, nah, I'm taking the Titans. I, I can't do it. I see, I feel like that, that ASC North hate just jumped out. No, no, I let me explain my reasoning here. So, 
The reason I'm taking the Titans here is because, yes, the Bengals are coming off of a win, but if you look at the way they're playing, the largest, the I think the longest target for Jamar Chase is 13 yards. This They're not playing how they normally play, and it's largely because uh, Joe Burrows is playing through an injury. Right. Do you think this is going to be? Do you think this is going to be uh, correctable so soon? I think the longer you try and play through an injury versus resting it, the worse outcome it has for the team overall. That's um, fair. Because if you were to just rest and get healthy, then I think they would have a better shot because the O line isn't holding air right now. That O line. Well, that's been that's been the talk of the town for the last three and a half years. So, yeah, I'm surprised there. So that on top of injuries, T. Higgins keeps dropping the ball. T. Higgins, you're breaking my heart. I got you on my fantasy team. I picked you 20th overall. You were my second pick. You're breaking my heart right now. You're making me lose. <laughs> well, luckily I have Tyree Kill, so I'm still winning. Yep. I think T. Higgins will bounce back very soon. I hope so, because on what yeah, – I think we had talked about this earlier. I think it was on, like, 31 targets he he caught, like – no, on – yeah, I think it was on 22 ca- targets he caught 10 so far, which is very abysmal. Yeah, about, about half. That's not good, in my opinion. Still early. Still early. He didn't catch anything week one. He went 0 for 8. Week two, he bounced back. And week three, I think he went three for eight. Well, hopefully ho- hopefully things pan out shortly. I hope so for my fantasy team's sake. <laughs> but then again, since we're on the topic, we, we did T. Higgins also not performing to 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 the echelon you're expecting out the Ravens, though? Yeah, but at the same time, I want him in my fantasy league. Mm, but at what, at what cost? We... I want them. To, I want the Bengals to have close games and lose. <laughs> High scoring, close games and lose. That's what I want for the Bengals. There you have it, folks. I think that they'll ultimately be second in the AFC. Ah, actually, I, honestly, I don't know how things are going to shake out in the North right now. Everybody's for the most part two and one, except. No, everybody's two and one. So I have no idea how things are going to shake out. Oh, except for the Bengals. The Bengals are one and two. But yeah, that's definitely to be seen. But don't want to spend too much time on that. We got a lot more games to cover. Buccaneers and Saints. Is Derek Hall? Oh. No, I, I think, yeah, I don't think he's playing next week. Um, I'll still be the Saints. Yeah, I'll still take New Orleans. Why? Why are you guys taking the Saints? What's the better team? Uh, they had the better defense, in my opinion. AK coming back this week. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I didn't even factor that in. I'm still taking the Bucks, though. I think the they had they had a tough loss versus the Eagles. They they got washed. I'm not gonna lie, but even though they got washed. I think that ultimately they'll be able to beat the Saints. Because of? Because they got Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. That's all you need for real. Jesus. And we've seen time and time again when I've gone against you two in terms of a pick, we've, we've seen how it panned out. So this is the upset of the week. So, so you're comfortable with uh with the, uh, so you have faith in Baker. I do. I think he's doing better. Last week versus the Eagles, you know the Eagles, the Eagles they're they're a very tough team, right? And I didn't think that was likely. I think they'll be able to get one over on the Saints. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Next we got Dolphins and Bills. Take Miami, clear. Dolphins and Bills, take Miami. 
Yeah, I think two. I think two of Loki owns Josh Allen. For real? Yeah. Why? Why, why do you say that? It just seems that way. Just seems that way. I don't know. The Bills, well, I think the Bills, they only have one loss right now. The Bills are 2-1. and one. Yes. This game should be flexed to the night game. Oh, yeah. That will be a good night game, though, for sure. It should be. I think it's an afternoon game, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's the game. What's, what's 1 o'clock? Let me look at the schedule. It's yeah. 1 o'clock. Yeah, it's at 1. But the it's night. at 1? Oh, boy. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I'll take my... Oh, actually, here's the thing. Where you know, I think it's that, at Bills, right? Oh, that mm, that's a push for me. I'm gonna take Buffalo just, just for the sake, but my my pick might change that throughout the week. At Bills, you taking the Bills too? Yeah, my pick may change. I'm taking Buffalo for now. Hmm. I'm a, I'm gonna rock with the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Tua, especially during the preseason, he he felt that he feels though as though he has something to prove, and I think he's proven it this season that he's not going to be riddled with injuries. He's not going to be inconsistent. He's going to ball out, and even with Jalen Waddle injured right now, he's still balling out with Tyreek. Makes sense. And they've shown they have a. They have a run game and a passing game. And oh, very, very much so. Very much so. Yeah. All right. Broncos versus Bears. Shit <laughs> bowl. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> put that game on TV, yo. <laughs> I'm taking tie. It's a tie. <laughs> I'm picking a tie. <laughs> really? No, uh, I'll take Denver. You can't you you can't get blown up by fifty and then come back and lose again. I'm taking Denver. I'll take Denver. It just makes sense to take Denver. I'm taking Denver too. Um, Commanders versus Eagles. Bergen. Bergen. Now say be smart here. <laughs> versus Eagles. Um, Bergen. What Bergen. I want to happen? I want the Commanders to beat the Eagles. What's going to happen though? It's totally different. Yeah, Bergang, Bergang. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles. Valid, valid. Um, I take the Eagles as well. Steelers versus Texans. I take the I take Pittsburgh. Low key. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking Houston. Why not? <laughs> I'm taking not? Houston to that. People sleeping on that Texans defense. I saw it week one. Uh, uh, I just don't think the Steelers are all. Yeah, keep going. I have some breaking news. So let's finish these picks first. Oh, you guys. Wait, what's your breaking news? So, 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 so good, Devontae Adams might be getting shipped out. And. Oh. Shipped out to who? <laughs> so, six possible locations where have, have been discussed. Please come uh, is Ravens one of them? No. Oh. Uh, Green Bay, Detroit, Cleveland, San Francisco, Cincinnati, and Dallas. Oh! <laughs> you don't put the star, yo. The star one hurts you. Um, I know I know there was some rumblings about him going to the Jets, but I guess in the absence of Aaron Rodgers, that's no longer a possibility. But uh, yeah, the last place I need to see Devontae Adams is in the Dallas. It's in the Dallas Cowboys jersey. So yeah, I mean this this could all be fodder. But yeah, this is just something so that came across my timeline just now. Cleveland? Uh, didn't did this have Cleveland on this list? No. Oh yes, yes, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Dallas, San Francisco, Detroit, and Green Bay. Oh, San Fran can't have him over there. I mean, I absolutely love, not. I love to see him in uh in the AC. If San Francisco him. gets Devonte Adams, uh, that's a feel. We shut it down. It's like the Lakers. <laughs> they 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 actually have the cap space. You know what's crazy? He is from Cali. They have the cap space. They can actually handle that contract. He's from Cali too. And I think the 49ers would be willing to trade some picks. Oh, for sure. 
Yo, if the 49ers get Devontae Adams, I'm taking them as the front runners to go to the Super Bowl. Just off I'm, of that. I'm not sold. But um, yes, there is <laughs> there is definitely some extreme uh frustration Devontae Adams is showing with the lack of success in uh Vegas. In my opinion, the only reason why he was he was a Raider in the first place is so he could team up with Derek Carr. And now Derek Carr is a saint. So I wouldn't be surprised if um yeah, he's moved during the during the uh, deadline. But yeah. When's the deadline? Uh sometime in October or November. We ready to go get we ready to get Mark Andrews. We ready to trade for Mark Andrews. Who? Cowboy. <laughs> it's not possible. No, no. You know what's crazy? I did hear talks of Kyle Pitts and the Cowboys being in in talks. Yeah, bro. We Potentially. Gotta get, you got to get um, I would, would hate to see that, but, um, yeah, I, no, that's, that's somewhere I don't need Kyle Pitts to go. Because y'all, 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 y'all would use them right, and I'm scared. What we have to give away, though? We have to give away something. You'd probably have to give away... A first. Yeah. I'm cool with a first for Kyle Pitts. <laughs> we'll be lethal. We, we we will we will actually have the same team as the 49ers. Maybe a first, and they might try and take something off y'all defense. Ah, uh, fuck that. Could be. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, where were we? So what? Uh, Steelers, Texans, uh, Raiders, Chargers. Chargers. Ooh. <laughs> I'm picking the Raiders. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Okay. Jimmy G, Aiden O'Connell, Brian Hoyer. I don't care. Raiders are five. I'm taking the Chargers. The Raiders I'm, are ridiculous. <laughs> I'm fading the Chargers every week. I don't care. Put me down. I'm fading. I'm fade fade that LA, fade LA like Kobe did. <laughs> would you would would you put put bread on that? Um, touch me off 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 like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Cardinals versus 49ers. Up, Sadler. Up, Sadler. Take Cardinals. You're not serious. I take San Fran. <laughs> Taking the Cardinals, man. You're not serious. I'm taking the 49ers. You're crazy, man. Um, Brock Purdy versus Josh Dobbs. I'm going to have to watch that game. <laughs> it's basically the same fucking people. <laughs> Josh Dobbs. I might have to watch that again because we can see Brock Purdy and Josh Dobbs. I might just have to watch that. Uh, okay. Patriots versus Cowboys. The boys. Uh, Dallas, but Zeke has a decent game. But I'll take Dallas. I'm sorry. I'm taking the Patriots here. Um, without um Trayvon Diggs, I think this defense will struggle to adjust. Who are they gonna throw to? Hunter That's Henry. What, like, <laughs> what wide receivers do they have? Who are they gonna throw to? Hunter Henry. <laughs> He just, he just, he just, he's trying to make it seem smart just to hate. Like, he's just a hater. It doesn't even yeah, make sense. It's okay. You can, you can be a hater. You just have to have hate-based effect. It's hate-based effects. I think this defense will struggle to adjust as they showed with the Cardinals. Who adjust are the players they're going to throw to? You, you want me to tell you who they're going to throw to? Yes. No, the fact that you said that means you can't, so it doesn't matter. What do you mean? <laughs> I can't. It's cool. It's cool. Well, oh, man, I can tell you the Patriots wide receivers right now. Uh, as cool. you, as you, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> they got cool. Juju. Uh huh. They got Matthew uh-huh. Slater. He plays special teams. Moving on. <laughs> they got uh-huh. they got Kayshawn Boot, rookie. <laughs> Demario Douglas, rookie. Devontae rookie. Parker, old. <laughs> Kendrick Bourne, old. Ty Montgomery. He doesn't know. He doesn't even know what position he wants to put. I'm not sold. <laughs> but there's, I mean, bro. I listen, listen. After after Hunter Henry and I guess Mike Gesicki, if when if when they get cute, he went to Penn State, so he's the op. So yeah, after Hunter Henry, I'm not moved. Um, but anyway, hey, Juju breakout game right there, calling it. I, I'm putting the line that for receiving yards with Juju at fifty, taking the over at the under. I'm taking it over. All right. 
Quick, like what? Put down the book from you today. Go, go, go ahead, Brian. Well, I'm not putting bread on that. I didn't say you had to. It could be brownie points, push ups, whatever you want to do. But anyway, <laughs> we'll talk. Yeah. All right, Chiefs Jets. Uh, I'll take uh, Kelsey and I. That- oh, yeah, Chiefs by a mile. Oh, my goodness. Chiefs. <laughs> Yeah, I'm rocking with the Swifties, man. Um, taking don't, the Chiefs, don't and, call uh, them Travis the Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Don't don't call them the Swifties. Please. I'm taking the Swifties, the Kansas City Swifties. See, see, your lips could not even fix that sentence. I said a Kansas City Swifties. No, that's not nah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Anyway, listen, you have to accept it. Taylor Swift has a no. Fan- I don't. <laughs> Taylor Swift has a fan base of over 200 million people. I'm not moved. Like, hold on. Let me see how many monthly monthly listeners she gets on uh, Spotify. This is a sports podcast. I could care less about bad blood and with a, shaking that's, it off. That's, I don't that's care a fire song. That's a fire song. Anyway. And uh, the last game on the docket, we got the Seahawks and the Giants. The Giants are frauds. So, as you can see, I by a mile. Take the Giants. Taylor Swift gets 100 million <laughs> monthly listeners. Anyway. Hey, um, I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, Travis Kelsey jerseys are definitely about to be sold out. So um, if you're trying to sell a Chiefs jersey right now, now would be a good time. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's a lot of football, man. Uh, before we get out of here, I wanted to highlight a few quick things. Uh, in the Heisman race, I thought Michael Penix, uh, quarterback out of is it Northwestern. No, Washington, University of Washington. He's also putting up some crazy numbers and kind of fighting and fighting under the radar. Um, he reads the nation in QBR, passing yards, and passing TDs. Oh, so please keep an eye out on uh, Michael Penix because he's he's out here he's out here doing the thing right now. Additionally, just a few you know quick uh, heat seekers. Also, we got Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson was honored by the Bengals in the Ring of Honor last night. So shout out to Ocho. And also, uh, it's looking like Kyle Van Noy has signed a deal with the Ravens, you know, a veteran linebacker there. So yeah, those are just some quick heat seekers for y'all. But go ahead, Brian. Yeah, no. Um, I believe that's all we got for this episode. Thank you guys as always for coming in and listening to the Fever Pitch podcast. Please leave a review, five star review. It uh, lets us know what you guys think of the podcast. Um, and submit questions uh to our fever page questions. You can find that on our Instagram. Do we have any questions? Uh, no, there's no new questions right now. Yeah, there's no new questions right now. So right, no problem, no problem. Yeah, submit questions and yeah. As always, it's been Brian and Dan. And thank you, Zay, for coming on. No problem. Y'all take care. All right, you guys have a good one.